You know, I know it's early, right? It's like, whoa, it's kind of early. Well, you know, the grocery stores actually beat me to it. They, and the stores, right? They've been celebrating Christmas since, what, September? No, something like that. Maybe October. It's getting earlier and earlier, pretty soon, like summertime. Oh, Merry Christmas. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my. Hey, what, what, you know, maybe I shouldn't ask a question because it makes it really long when you ask this kind of question, but... Some of the favorite things about the holidays, you know, us guys who kind of abused our privileges of enjoying the feast, now we kind of limited to certain diets. We, low carb, no sugar. I'm like, what do I eat at Christmas time? You can eat a piece of turkey with nothing on it. No mashed potatoes, no rice, no gravy. But, you know, right? And, and limit that piece of turkey, okay? <laughs> right. Um, the desserts, you know, that's the thing, right, about the holidays. It's like, oh, man, I can't eat those cookies. They look good. So I eat the keto cookies. Oh, they look good. The taste part. Ah. Okay. Uh, I want to share with you guys. You guys uh, want to, you know, this is weird. Anybody else in here like um, fruitcake? Oh, oh, I should join this church. Well, I'm already a part of the church. Oh, um, Yeah, that's one of my favorite things is fruitcake. A lot of people are like, oh, you like fruitcake? You can have mine. I'm like, thank you. Uh, I can't eat it now, but yeah, thank you. Um, American Express surveys, they say this about Christmas gifts found. Uh, they found that fruitcake was chosen most often, 31%, from a list of worst holiday gifts. Come on now. It even finished worse than no gift at all. You can give me fruitcake. Okay. I cannot eat them, but okay. When asked how to dispose of a bad gift, 30% said they would hide it in the closet. 21% said they would return it. And 19% said they would give it away. This suggests that the Christmas fruitcake might get recycled as a gift for the host of your New Year's party this year. How's that? Yeah, good idea. Oh, okay, all kidding aside. You know, no matter how good or perfect the gift you give or get this Christmas, sooner or later it's going to get old, right? How many of you guys had gifts when you were a kid? You're like, Mom, please, I'm going to die if you don't give me this for present Christmas this year. You know, and then you get them the next week, the bugger stay out in the yard and it's raining, you know, in Hilo, right? <sighs> it's going to get old and sometimes eventually recycled or thrown out, just like the fruitcake, right? So, but the true gift of Christmas, we know, right, is Jesus, and he's eternal. But we don't treat it like that sometimes. He's going to last all your life and into the next one. Hallelujah. The gift God gave us of his son provides us with joy in him that I want to experience now at Christmas, all through Christmas, shopping, people cutting me off in line, driving, almost banging my car, still get joy, right? And at New Year's and in the years to come, right? I want to experience the joy of Christmas, Jesus, every day of every year I'm left, right? I mean, that's what I want. 
There's a prophecy long, long ago before Jesus was born in the manger over 2,000 years ago that spoke about the ultimate Christmas gift we would be given. Did you know that um, the odds of Jesus fulfilling all the prophecies made about him in the, the Old Testament books, right? I think there was like 55 or something like that. I didn't do the research on this. I'm sorry. I know there's a lot because I've read a lot of them. You know, if you read the Bible through and through, you see all of these Old Testament passages. And you're like, they're talking about Jesus. Well, he fulfilled all of them. And this guy figured out that the chances of that happening is one in 100 quadrillion. You guys know what a quadrillion is? It's one followed by 17 zeros. Bigger than the U.S. debt. Isn't that amazing? Nothing is bigger than the U.S. debt. Christ fulfilled every prophecy about him. Where he would be born, how he would die, where he would live, things in his ministry he would do, how many people would, re- how, how, how people would respond to him, all kinds of stuff. He fulfilled every one of them. Every one of them. I want us to look at one of the prophecies. It's from Isaiah. So please, if you have your Bible... If you don't have your Bible, I have a whole box of free Bibles I can give. So please let me know. I'll give you a Bible, all right? I have several at home. I had confessed to you, the, the one I read the most is right here. It's the Holy Bible app. I, can take, I have to take this everywhere I go because I work with college students. And college students don't talk anymore. They just text you. You could be sitting across the room. They'll text you. Hey, Kent. Uh, when are we going to meet? I'm, I'm sitting here across the table from you. Oh, okay. Sorry, I was doing homework. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, well, you watch YouTube, Instagramming. Anyway, it's in Isaiah 9, 6 through 7. I'm going to read from the ESV. And don't worry, I took it from my phone and put it up here on my notes. I do have the Bible. I actually wanted to bring it today, but I forgot. Okay, let me pray for us before I read. Jesus, I... Just, um, I love you so much, and I don't want to um, say anything wrong from your word. And I want to say everything right from your word. So the only way that can happen is by your Holy Spirit's power inside of me. So I pray, please, Holy Spirit, lead me to your truth in your word. In Jesus' name, amen. And lead us all, amen. Isaiah 9, 6 to 7. For to us a child is born. To us a son is given. Son of God. And the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government, verse 7, and of peace, There will be no end. Four points from this passage, I think, can help us have the true gift of Christmas, of everlasting joy in Jesus, not only at Christmas time, but throughout the season, throughout the year, and in the coming years to come. And the points spell out the word gift, G-I-F-T. I'm a simple guy, and I have to have things that help me remember. Maybe you guys are more intellectual. You can make... You can put the Greek words up for these words. Okay? Here we go. Gift. G is for God. Many of us have known Jesus long enough or don't know him at all yet 
and don't know that Jesus is almighty God. And we don't understand all that holds. That almighty God, the one who created the earth beautiful and people and did everything to supply us with everything we needed because he made a mistake, the eternal mistake. Well, thankfully, not eternal because what he did was he had a solution. And that was to come down in the form of his son. And I'm not talking about he changed form. God the Father sent his own son to come and live here, teach us who God is, and then die for us to pay for our debt to God to fix the problem we made. That's huge. Like the song I sang, right? Step down into darkness. We don't know. I mean, we live in Hawaii. This is beautiful. It's hard for me to understand. I look at the mountain this morning. There's snow on it, pink, you know. I'm like, this place is beautiful. But when my back starts to hurt and I drive out of here and somebody cuts me off in traffic and I'm tempted to, you know, I start to see something else in this world. When I watch the news and I see, you know, children being sold into slavery and, you know, um, being killed and beat up when they're only like four years old or five years old, I'm, I'm like, okay, step down into darkness. And it's because he loves us. Because he loves you. Jesus is Emmanuel, right? Isaiah 7, 14. And in the New Testament, Matthew 1, 23. God with us. Not God watching us from a distance, right? From a distance. No, it's not, it's not that. He's not. He came here. That's what we celebrate at Christmas time. He came to us. He's not watching us. He's God with us. He came to be with us. And we spit on him and hit him, called him names. And he still came. He knew that would happen. He's almighty God. That means he's omniscient. He knows everything. He knew what would happen, and he still did it. I hope that when I share this message, you just love him more. And that love you have for him Gives you joy all the time, every day, right now. You're listening to me you're like, that, that's wrong. You know, uh, that's fine. I'm not perfect. I'm not Jesus. I want you to love Jesus. Not my sermon, not me. Have joy because of Jesus. Joy in Jesus. God with us. Abraham Lincoln once said, My concern is not whether God is on our side. My concern is to be on God's side. For God is always right. After reading that quote, I was struck by the fact that without Jesus coming as the true gift of Christmas, we would have no way to be on God's side. That gives me joy. G is for God. I is for instituted, indefinite, and internal kingdom of God. Jesus' governing power, him being king, was not given to him by popular vote. As verse 6 says, the government being on his shoulder was instituted by a decree of God, Almighty God, the Father. 
Because of that, Christ's kingship is indefinite. Forever. Jesus does not have to run for office next election cycle. Of his rule, as verse 7 says, there will be no end. That ought to give us some joy if you know Jesus and you're on God's side now because of him. Right? Christ rules internally too. From the inside of all of us who claim citizenship in his kingdom. If you consider yourself a kingdom, a citizen of the kingdom of God, his kingdom, part of the residency is inside you. The spirit of God lives inside you. If you've surrendered yourself to, to God, to Jesus, he lives inside you by his spirit. You are now his, his citizen. He will protect you. He will provide for your destiny. He will provide for you here. First Corinthians 6, 19 to 20 says this, that God's Holy Spirit is inside all of us who believe. So you can go check that out. First Corinthians 6, 19 to 20. There's other passages in the New Testament especially that talk about that, but you can go check that one out. I really want to emphasize this next passage because I was sharing with Kelsey, part of the worship team this morning. The Lord led me to this passage this week, and it has been huge for me. And I've been walking with the Lord for a while now, probably 30 years. You know, I didn't come to Christ young. I didn't grow up in the church. I, I grew up in, we didn't go to church. We went to Buddhist church, but we, I didn't know anything about Jesus. Only at Christmas time, there's a baby in the manger. Oh, Jesus is a baby. You know, we get gifts. I didn't know much about that. But Galatians 2.20, again, this is the English Standard Version. It's the one that I usually read the most. <clears throat> it says this, Galatians 2.20, it says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me and you, if you know him. If you don't know him, check it out, please. It's a waste. It's like my mom making big holiday dinner and nobody comes, you know, except me, and I eat half the feast. Anyway, when I live that out by faith, what the passage says, I have this unspeakable joy that that song we were singing. Unspeakable joy. Don't have words for it. First Peter 1.8 is where that comes from. So the I is for instituted, in other words, made by God, indefinite, never ends, and it's inside each one of us. It, we don't have to have this church building to have a place for Jesus to be king. He's, he's king inside of you. F is for freedom. When I live by faith in the Son of God, the flesh... Life's daily challenges, those things that even come around during Christmas, right? Your challenges, talking to people, going out and about. It doesn't overwhelm me. In other words, if I live by faith, I don't have to live by my flesh. And that is helping me out a lot. Because as you get older, you just going to have more challenges. I joke about it, but it's tough, you know. You think of yourself a certain way, you look in the mirror in the morning and like, oh my, I look old now. What happened to my hair? You know, it's like, oh, I've seen that before, but I got to be reminded 
right? If you live in the flesh, it's going to end. If you live by faith in the Son of God, it never ends. And it gets better. It gets better. I hope that gives hope to a lot of you who are, you know, more in my stage of life. But young people, this means good news for you too. My mom says, you better be lucky you're getting older because the alternative is not so good. Uh, it's good for me. I know Jesus. But, you know, <laughs> if you know Jesus, when you're young, it's good too. It's even better. I promise. That's why I work with, with college students. Finally, whoa, this is the shortest one I've ever done. Uh, <laughs> Daniel's like, that's for show. Okay. <laughs> T is for trust. Do you trust God's word and believe his promise? That's the thing. Remember, by faith in the Son of God, his word, he's the word. It's all together. I mean, there's, you know, there's Jesus. Jesus is a real person. But his word is how you get to know the real person. Not the only way, but one of the main ways. If we're not reading his word by faith this year, you know, I'd encourage you to go to my friend and mentor, Ron Needham's chronological Bible study. Or he has a men's Bible study on Tuesday night, too. Uh, not every Tuesday, every other Tuesday, right, Ron? Yeah. Go there. Study the Word, the whole Word of God, and read it on your own. And if you go to his Bible studies, you'll have to read it on your own because they, he just goes, it, goes through it all year long. If you do that, if you trust in him and his Word, he will be your Prince of Peace, as that passage says. Not only this Christmas, in the coming year, and in the years to come, should he tarry. You know, a lot of Bible expositors and sermonites like me say that. You know why? Because Jesus could come back anytime. He could come back right now. Come back this afternoon, tonight. Oh, Obama's no more Christmas. <laughs> Here's the Christ. What do you want? He's the true gift of Christmas. He could come before we open our presents. That's okay. I'm, I'm down with that. Um, I, I wanted to, usually I, I wanted to change things up a little bit before we end. I, I, I wanted to end with a song that I wrote. I'm going to switch mics. Okay. I want to play, uh, I want to sing a song that God gave me a long time ago. It's um, a song that I wrote. Re really, God, you know, wrote it through me. I was, um, it was back in like 1990, Whoa, it was like, whoa, you they had people around back then, the young people are saying. Um, 1996, I think I, I wrote it. And I didn't have money that Christmas. I had no money. I had just found a really awesome girl that I wanted to ask her to marry me, but no more money. No more gift for Christmas. 
So God had me write this song. I think God helped me. I'm pretty sure he did. He helps me do everything. But called, I had just become a believer, by the way, uh, like three years before that. And the song is called No More Money for Christmas. So excuse my pigeon English, but this is a very locomoco song that I wrote out of my heritage, being local boy, a lot at. And I wrote this song. Steve's going to put the, he and his uh, body up there. They're going to put the words up here. You can sing along if you like, but you don't have to. Because it's in a foreign language. Right? Christmas lights are shining bright in the window. Little cake keep smiling, clap their hands. Hearts are waiting, anticipating the joy of gifts and toys. But I don't have too much to give this Christmas. Maybe it's not about what I can put underneath the tree. But what the loving Father gave to me. No more money for Christmas. Come on, admit it. But I got the reason for the season in my heart. My precious Savior, He came to rescue me. It's the true gift of Christmas. Second verse. Auntie, uncle, tutu, cousin, shopping everywhere, looking for a gift to show they care. Well, I love them more than they can know, but I wish that they could see what this special season really means to me. The message in the manger scene is the peace and joy that Jesus brings. It's a free gift. It doesn't cost you a thing because he paid for it all. No more money for Christmas. But I got the reason for the season right here in my heart. Precious Savior, He came to rescue me. It's the true gift of Christmas. One more time. Come on, you know the words, right? Oh. No more money for Christmas again. But I got the reason for the season in my heart. My precious Savior, He came to rescue me. It's the true gift of Christmas. My precious Savior, He came to rescue me. He's the true gift of Christmas.
Christmas and the New Year and every day. Have an awesome Christmas, everybody. Yeah. Have a great week. Remember, joy of in Jesus, right? Joy in Jesus. Please.